What's going on, Trey? Hey, I'm here. Good deal. All right, this is uh, hopefully this is going to be uh, podcast one of many instead of podcast one of a few. Uh, my name is Ashley Gamble in for the Before Sports Entertainment podcast. You're joining us for episode one. Uh, we've entitled this uh, episode Survivor Series 2023, Welcome Home CM Punk. I took the lead on this episode. Joining me is uh, my younger brother, who is currently an arson investigator for the fire department here in uh, Mississippi. Uh, Trey, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about your fandom. Well, I'm 48 years old, married with two kids. I'm an arson investigator in Clarksville, Mississippi, home of the Delta Blues. Been a wrestling fan since as long as I can remember, born in 1975, and grew up on Channel 5 Memphis Wrestling, and that was actually sports entertainment before sports entertainment. So right back at you, big bro. Yeah, I had to uh, second that on Channel 5 uh, Wrestling, uh, home of Jerry the King Lawler, Bill Dundee, where Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, got his start. And, of course, we see where he ended up, uh, along with uh, everybody's favorite broadcaster, uh, Lance Russell and Dave Brown, his uh, loyal sidekick there for many, many years. You mean the weatherman? You got him. All right, it's uh, Trey, it's time to play the game. Here we go. What you think? Uh, look, I, I read the format, bro, and uh, I know I'm going to sound like Vince Russo here saying bro a lot, but dang, bro, we got a lot to discuss on what we disagree on. We might agree on a lot, but we're going to disagree on a lot too, bro. So you shoot me what you got, and let's discuss it, man. Let's get it on. All right, here we go. Uh, uh has hell actually frozen over? CM Punk made his triumphant return to the WWE at Survivor Series War Games 2023 in Chicago. The second city saint strutted his little white Adidas out at the very end of the night when it seemed like the show was about to go off the air. Then to a huge, and I do mean a huge, pop. <laughs> out walks Punk in all his glory. Now, these are my takeaways from what I believe is a truly unbelievable moment. The pop. I mean, I got to say, and people may disagree, but come on, man. I, I'm knocking on 50 years old, and I've got to say that I can count on one hand, and I only need three fingers from that hand to count the number of times that I have heard a pop like that. One was The Rock appearing on SmackDown earlier this year, then you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anytime the glass shatters and he walks out, the pop is off the charts. And the other was when Punk made his presence known at the end of Survivor Series. Now, we're all familiar with the Road Warriors pop. That's what Hawk and Animal would get when they would enter a building. It didn't matter day, night, any time of year, if they had been to that building a thousand times or it was the first time. Good Lord, the pop that they would get. And you and I both grew up on Hawk and Animal. And Correct. That they were just off the chart, legit. The pop that Bad, Punk got. Badass. You got it. The, 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 the pop that Punk got was absolutely insane. Now, granted, it was in Chicago, Punk's hometown. But nonetheless, it was impressive. My other takeaway, Triple H sent a message to both Tony Khan and the AEW locker room. 
His message to Tony Khan was a big middle finger and a giant F you. Meaning, you, it, I mean, come on. I mean, all he said was, you idiot. You are way out of your league. You have no idea what you were doing. You, sir, are apparently running, not a wrestling company, but an expensive babysitting service with a bunch of romper room EVPs calling the shots. In less than three years, now hear me out. In less than three years, Tony Khan has gifted to the WWE Cody Rhodes possibly the biggest baby face in the wrestling business today. Not to mention, he is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, a baby boy, baby. Tony Khan let Cody walk out of AEW and through the open door of the WWE, where he has gone from undesirable in just seven years ago to undeniable today. Jade Cargill. Tony Khan, you... Tony Khan, you practically wrapped her up in a big red bow and overnighted her FedEx Priority Express to the WWE. Now, she will become one of, if not the wrestling machine of any women's division. Her and Rhea Ripley, baby. Her and Rhea Ripley. Can you imagine that? And then you have CM Punk. Tony Khan and his romper room EVPs basically put CM Punk on a silver platter and hand-delivered him to the WWE. Oh, by the way, thank you, Jungle Jack Perry. That's just the <laughs> message. That's just the message that Triple H sent to Tony Khan. Now, let me tell you the message, in my opinion, that he sent to the AEW locker room, and it's this. Do you want to stay in a company run by an idiot and romper room EVPs, or do you want to work for a company of stars, one where you will not have to play in romper rooms, one where you can be put in a position to succeed and become a star? Cody Rhodes has already headlined WrestleMania since returning. He has also built himself into the biggest babyface in the wrestling world. Jade Cargill, in my opinion, will be a huge factor at WrestleMania this year, well, 2024, and will become an even bigger star. She's got the look. She's got the attitude. She's got the skills. And now she's got the WWE machine behind her. CM Punk was what was right with AEW. He tried to teach the AEW locker room the right way to do things and why they are done that way. What did he get for his troubles? He was made out to be the bad guy. He was made out to be a problem. They even called him a cancer to the locker room. Then Jungle Jack Perry tries to test Punk and make him look like a stooge. So Punk puts Perry in a front face lock, and Tony Khan gets, quote, scared for my life. That's a quote from Tony Khan, not making it up. Look it up. It's there in black and white. It's there. Now, Now Punk has returned to the WWE. In my opinion, in four months, he will headline night one of WrestleMania. And once again, Triple H will give another middle finger and another giant F you to Tony Khan. Trey, your thoughts. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm laughing along and commenting along, and I hated to, to kind of catch you off guard with my just outspoken. But can we start this with me asking you a question real quick? Absolutely. What's my language uh, parameter? Because you know your little brother. You know I'm just a country boy from the Mississippi Delta, bro. 
Come on, bro. Uh, we need to uh, the first couple of episodes. Let's uh, let's keep it light. So uh, so my PG thirteen. PG thirteen. So my so my daughter that's gonna edit it and produce it won't give me the side eye. Well, she's not. Neither one of your daughters are sitting there now because neither one of my kids are here now, right, bro? Yeah, but let's 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 keep it clean. Okay, okay, okay. When when you you let me know tonight, we're finna get ready to do this and get online with you and stuff. I had to go fix a cup of coffee, bro. I was like, I'm not drinking beer for this because I'm a beer drinker. I'm a Stone Cold fan. I ain't had any IPA, which you bought me a six-pack last year and said you were sending it. I never got it, by the way, bro. It got consumed. I'm quite sure it did, and I bet it tasted pretty good. Not too bad. Well, listen, since I don't have the format in front of me because I'm on my cell phone, uh, I will hit your first point about the pop. If we can go that route first, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, you said you can count on one hand and you don't need but three fingers, right? Correct. Was The Rock advertised for SmackDown when he came out after Pat McAfee? No. Was CM Punk advertised for Survivor Series? Speculation, Correct. Correct. But they waited till the credits rolled. You had the little insignia on the screen like every other podcaster talks about and radio show host talks about. Because you know I listen to Busted Open. I listen to Cornette. I listen to Not Sam. I listen to Corey Graves, Kevin Nash, all that stuff. I listen to them. They all talk about the same thing. Okay. Punk was strictly organic. Nobody knew he was there. Stone Cold at WrestleMania night one against Kevin Owens advertised as a sit-down. Everybody knew he was going to be there if it was closing this show. There was no swerve. Cody Rhodes, speculation once again. Just like CM Punk against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Everybody figured that's going to be the mystery opponent. It was the worst-kept secret in WWE at the time, but you weren't sure until it happened. Would it be somebody else, like The Undertaker, coming back? Nobody knew for sure. Cody was semi-organic. Okay? You following me? I'm listening. The Rock. Friday night SmackDown, Pat McAfee comes out in Colorado. Well, guess where McAfee was earlier that same day? In Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. And guess who was the guest for an hour and a half on his show live at Boulder, Colorado in front of the game day crowd the day before game day? The Rock. And they talked a lot more about WrestleMania and wrestling then they talked about college football. And if you saw McAfee, it was kind of like, yeah, there's more to this than just Pat McAfee. And I love Pat McAfee. I watch his show all day, every day. I listen to his podcast. I'm a Pat McAfee fan. But you, it was obvious they were only an hour away from the arena. And then The Rock was the guest picker on game day live the next morning. So you knew The Rock was in an hour away the day the day of, and he would be there the next day, made sense. It was a shock moment, but it was not a organic, organic moment. 
to me. My and like I said with the stone cold, every time that glass breaks, oh, you know business is about to pick up. Somebody's getting a mud hole stomped in and getting it walked dry. He's walking, he's talking, stone cold. Stone, as Jim Ross would say. My head thing is bobbing. Head is bobbing, mouth is moving. Exactly right. Oh, he's walking, he's talking. Here's my thing. Punk Survivor Series. You just had Randy Orton, 18 months, and they held him off, which was the smartest thing they could have done instead of him standing in that shark case for 40 minutes. Get the pop and get it to last, and he was only in the match seven minutes, and they won. So what do you do? Here comes Punk. Everybody thinks there's no Punk because Randy's there, but throughout the show they wanted you to believe Randy's not there. Maybe Randy's not coming. Maybe Punk. But when Randy showed up, everybody forgot about Punk. Everybody. Now, Cody Rhodes wrestled against Seth Rollins. People assumed it was him. But until the music hit, you didn't know. Okay? I'm following. You follow, you follow me? I got Un- you. Unadvertised. Now, The Rock just passed SmackDown in Boulder or just outside of Boulder, wherever they were in Colorado. I get you on that one. I totally follow you on that one. But I am telling you, Edge's return at Royal Rumble 2020. Nobody knew he was cleared to wrestle. He was done. He was over. Nobody knew it until you watched the climbing the second mountain on the Peacock Network. Which was a great documentary, by the way. Oh, one of the best. That do, and all their the man the, the production and details they put in these shows. My favorite ones to watch are the WWE evils they do. But back to what I say, I would put Edge number three, Cody number two, Punk this year number one of the. I would take The Rock out because he was only an hour away. It was kind of like a Pat's there. Rock's gonna be on gas. Started now. All they did was talk WWE. Come on, man. It's got to be Edge Cody at WrestleMania's his triumphant return, like you said, and Corey Gray said, undeniable to undesirable. The prodigal son has returned. The plumber's baby boy is uh, is here. And then CM Punk, which nobody thought him and Triple H could do business after all the bad blood when he left. I'll throw it back to you and tell me what you think about my top three. I, it's kind of hard to argue with uh, with those top three. I will say that uh, that Edge's return had slipped my mind, and it was a uh, dude. Complete... It blew the roof off of the place, and it was right yeah, before but, the pandemic. Come on, I, bro. I, I think Punk's was more impressive simply because of the underlying factor. Right, that's why I said Edge 3, Cody coming back at WrestleMania after it leave and go reestablish himself, and then Punk, I go Edge 3, Cody 2, Punk 1, man. That's my that's my top three. No, nothing against the Stone Cold Pop, The Rock, but it was kind of, if you watch Pat McAfee and watch wrestling, which a lot of wrestling fans watch Pat because they love Pat like I do, Pat's freaking amazing. I got the Ford the brand merchandise that I wear that he sells his product. Come on, bro. 
Like I, I said, mean, it's, I, uh, I, we can debate, we can debate, bro. But I think my top three outweighs yours because Stone Cold, Stone Cold's gonna get that pop no matter when he comes out. He could come out. And why when, does he get that pop? Oh, because he's transcendent, bro. Mega star. And the three I just named weren't or aren't I, mega stars. I'm just saying. Stone Cold is the attitude uh, attitude era, the attitude generation. What we grew up, Monday Night Wars, he, him and Mick Foley and The Rock and Undertaker and Triple H and DX, and they helped turn the tide, man. But I get it. I get it. But, bro, and come I, on. And I will tell you that, uh, that I knew very little about CM Punk. Uh, I, I, I was... I had you talking kinda, about Pepsi Phil, as they call him, Pepsi Phil. I had lost, uh, I'd kind of, eh, I'm not going to say, I kind of lost the spark for wrestling there for a while. And it, I, like, I, 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 I cannot tell you hardly anything about CM Punk's initial run with uh, the WWE. Uh, I do recall... I do recall the the pipe bomb, and I do recall. Of course, I've I've gone back and I've I've looked up stuff and and read about him. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, he had he had his gripes, and there was some legitimacy there. Uh, but I think that's a two way street. Anytime that uh, you are contracted by a company, at the end of the day, uh, they sign a check. You kind of need to fall fall in line. But hey, he his own way, did his own thing. And he's back under the umbrella now. Thanks in large. That guy is a moron. Oh, you talking about uh, the 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 mini Herb Abrams, the cocaine cowboy? Yeah, that. I mean, that. Guy. Now, 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 look. Let me let me specify. I don't know for a fact. But he reminds me of Herb Abrams. If you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you know anything about Herb Abrams. Tony Khan is the epitome. Next thing you know, he's going to try to be the next uh, Mr. McMahon on TV. Yeah, that guy. Man. If you're going to pull off WWE, WWF back in the day, do it. Don't, don't do it if you can't do it better. Well, you know. He has fumbled the ball. He he looks like a monkey humping a football right now. He has no idea what he's doing. Now these are all my opinions. Uh, because I, he's fearing I, for his life. He's fearing for his life. Well, and that goes to show you. I mean, come on, dude. You're a promoter. You're the owner of a company, and it is a uh, a company of quote fighters. And you get scared for your life at gorilla position because a fight breaks out? Come on, man. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about the fight breaking out. It's documented. Samoa Joe was standing right there because him and Punk were the next match, the opening match of the the actual pay-per-view. This was a fucking dark, excuse my language, dark match that Jack Perry did that crap with Hook, Taz's son, and said, that's real glass, bitch, you know? And and I'm I'm. What do you think Punk's gonna do knowing he's the next man out? And him and Joe are standing in a gorilla, gorilla waiting. Joe broke it up and calmed Punk down so they could do their match. And Punk was ready to walk out right then. Right. 
And my thing is, Punk still did business with Joe. After all that, he went out there, and I don't know if you watched that match. I've seen a, uh, clips of it. It was a dang good match because I'm a Samoa Joe fan too, bro. Samoa Joe is a performer, bro. He's legit, and he's plus he's a legit beast. He's a tough man, man in real life, and Samoa Joe broke helped break it up and talk Punk into continuing to do the show. Punk was ready to walk out right then. Well, it and was. Punk, when Punk did what he did at that media scrum, and he said, "I work with a bunch of effing children," and Tony what? Khan was sitting right there and was nodding his head. <laughs> exactly, never said a word in defense of anybody, any of the EVPs. Well, and what I did think... Cody Rhodes say? What did Cody Rhodes say at Raw? CM Punk. Let me be the first to tell you, welcome back. And it's a different it's a different mindset at WWE now. Yep. You've got yep. you've got Triple H head of creative calling the shots. I think uh, I think even Bruce Pritchard is uh, changing some of the ways he sees things. Thanks in large part to Triple H. Yeah, because I mean, you why do you think NXT was doing so good? And then when Vince and Bruce went down there, and they turned it into the the Rainbow Warrior division. With the the logo and crap, and they they started Triple H and Shawn Michaels took it over once once Vince did all the whatever none of my business I don't know all the real facts but since Triple H has put Shawn Michaels back in charge and brought Road Dog back in it's amazing bro it's amazing how NXT is picking up steam because of the mind it. The the modern age right us, people younger than us. Now, granted, daddy, uncles, aunts, grandparents, yeah, they're Brunos, they're this. Look, I'm a Jerry Lawler fan. I'm a handsome Jimmy, Austin Idol, Tommy Rich, Bill Dundee, Eddie Eddie Gilbert. Yes. It's not the same, but they entertained you. They just didn't put on a wrestling match. Well, and I want you to, I want you to think about this what I'm fixing to say. Uh, sure. Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jerry before he died uh uh in their office in Jerry Jarrett's office there was a sign hanging on the wall that said personal, personal issues raise money. Draw money. That's exactly right. And if you think about it, every big feud that Lawler had whether it be with Dundee, Austin Idol, even Jimmy Valiant from time to time Dutch Mantel, they they always found a way to make it personal. And when they made it personal, they sold out the Mid-South Coliseum Monday night after Monday night after Monday night after Monday night into the – leading up to back then when I would stay up as a freaking elementary school kid on Monday nights. To 10.30, so Big Jack Eaton would give the sports – editor for WMC TV out of Memphis channel five would give you the, the, the sports anchor would give you the results from Monday night wrestling at the Coliseum because it was so big. You're look, talking look, on Saturday mornings for 90 minutes for 90 minutes on Saturday morning. Memphis had probably between two and 3 million eyes, people's eyes 
every Saturday morning. And that's more numbers than what they're put what the product puts out now. Now, is it gonna improve? Yes. Is Raw's or Raw's ratings getting better? Yes. SmackDown's ratings holding steady. SmackDown, my opinion, the flagship show, which tells me since Randy Orton has gone to SmackDown that CM Punk is gonna need to sign with Raw. Oh, I mean, that, that's, that's telegraphing that move. Adam Pierce saying he's coming next week, and I'm all, you just lost out on Randy Orton on SmackDown in front of everybody, which you knew Randy was strictly coming back for the bloodline, which tells me he's going to end up attacking Jay and Sammy too eventually, and he's going to attack Cody eventually because he's a viper, and what is a viper? A viper strikes when a viper sees opportunity. And at the end of the day, he is so good. He is just so good. Oh, my God. Randy Orton is the epitome of what we're talking about. His pop. We want to talk about pops. And nothing can beat a road warrior pop. I'm going to agree with you on that. But Randy's pop. When Rhea came out with the mommy, came out with the briefcase for Priest, going to try to cash it in in the War Games match on an injured Seth who just went through a freaking table and started the match for his team, and then Randy's music hit. Deafening, bro. Yeah, oh, my God, what has he been doing for 18 months other than hitting the weights? No doubt. He looks good. And, man, and his promos... There's nobody in WWE, AEW, TNA, whatever, who can compare to Randy. And when he looked Rhea in the face that Monday after Survivor Series and said, all I've heard is, but I've been watching, I've been seeing, all I see and all I hear is Rhea, Rhea this, Rhea that, Mommy this, Mommy that. Guess what, Mommy? Daddy's back, and then he hit that line on Paul Heyman. Tell Roman, you call Roman Reigns, and you tell him for me, Daddy's back, and he threw the mic. Dude, that's well, Randy's that's, next shirt. That's his next shirt. Daddy's back. Oh, it's already on WWE. I've seen it. WWEshot.com. Oh, I've and, been uh, to go buy that song. Going, we get off the radio with each other. This is a, a free plug for uh, WWE Shot. Uh, go get that shirt because it, it looks good. It, all it says is RKO and Daddy's back. It is pretty cool. Uh, I now, wonder if that was scripted or he came up with it. Speaking of, I, I don't know, but speaking of Randy Orton, he will make some money off that shirt, by the way. Uh, He'll get my uh, money. Speaking of Randy Orton, does Randy Orton coming back and signing with SmackDown, does that derail Cody's plans? Because I can tell you, Randy Orton is what, 15-time, 14-time champion? He's one behind, uh, one or two behind Cena and Flair. And Randy, if you notice, I, I've heard this. I didn't pay attention to it. I had to go back and watch it. He threw up 10 fingers and said 10 more years. Which means I would like I, I would like to believe that, but something tells me that, man, your body's only got so many bumps in it. I think he needs ten more victims. Uh, well, that's that's possible too. But he may have just been trying to throw something at the fans to give them something to gnaw on. I I don't see Randy, and I would if it was not for Cody, and 
you know my son Braylon, your nephew. We, he is Cody fanatic, bro. I mean, Cody Rhodes is doing the best work of his career right now. Cody Rhodes is the biggest baby face, as you said earlier, in wrestling in the past five years. Would you go longer than five years? No, I would say that uh, Cody Rhodes is what professional wrestling – Cody, well, I'll put you like this. Cody Rhodes returned to the WWE is what professional wrestling needed, and the WWE badly needed that shot in the arm. Oh, and look at since – since he came back, bro, since he came back, I'm telling you, the ratings prove it. And everybody thought, and I listened, like I said, plugged and busted open, love Dave, Bully, Mark, Tommy, Mickey, and Thunder, love Jonathan and Justin on Sundays, love Denise on Saturdays. Dude, listen to it religiously. Cody Rhodes, plain and simple, is a needle mover, as Roman's shirt used to say. Everybody thought when Cody lost at WrestleMania to Roman that that was going to be the end for Cody. It made people love him more. Yeah, they, they they couldn't they couldn't uh, they couldn't go ahead and put the belt on him at that time. They, it, there was more meat on that bone. Oh, right, right. Hard times. Hard times. That's the story. The hard times. What bigger hard time last obstacle before he wins the title than go through Randy? Well, you know, and it it, it may Cody Rhodes, and it may it may be where Cody Rhodes is a better chaser than he is a chasee. Because once he wins, what, what what else do you do? You cheer for him the first couple of weeks after he wins, and then his pops start dying. Or do you pay to see Cody retain after that, or do you pay to see Cody chase and win eventually? Right now, I'm paying to see him chase. I, 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 he must see TV. Every, and look, and I know we, the format was punk, punk, punk. But we got we're the pop things got us on a whole. Look, we done gone all script, bro. Well, it's that's the thing. It's it's more or less. Uh, of course, it 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 was when I thought about it and tried to plot it out. It was. It was punk heavy, and that's why I led with the punk pop. Look, but look, look, it's more look, it's more than anything. It's more than anything. It's uh, hey Tony Khan, you screwed the pooch. Well, here's the thing. I heard something about a week ago that made sense about this very issue. How you know AEW loves throwing punk under the bus and talking about the issues and. Because the Bucks, the Bucks are immature and can't keep their mouths shut because they're afraid they're going to get whooped. Well, well, look, and they throw jabs at WWE, and here's the thing with me on that. WWE hardly, if ever, mentions AEW because somebody, and I will tell you this, Bully Ray said it. He said, Coke doesn't talk about Pepsi, but Pepsi talks about Coke. Mm-hmm. WWE is Coca-Cola. Right. AEW Pepsi-Cola. Which one's more right. popular? <laughs> Why do you talk about the lesser competition? The lesser competition tries to embarrass the upper competition to gain a leg. 
And I mean, I'm sorry. Number one doesn't talk about number two. Egg, unless you're taking a dump. And number one comes right before number two on that also. Because if you sit on a toilet and take a dump, you're probably going to pee first. That's just my yeah, that, that, That's a sidebar I'm not taking. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, you got to pee. Guess what number one does? They stand. What's number two do? Sit down. Yeah, Take a back seat. Kind of hard to argue with that logic. But now getting back, let's try to get back on script because you you knew getting me on here. No, it's gonna... it's it's not it's not a script. Those you know, I I wrote what I wrote to kind of keep my thoughts together to kind of plot a course and where it takes us. It takes us. It's to it's to ignite a discussion. That's all it is. I mean, it, there's when you say a script, it's not like a. Well, I sat down and wrote a book saying page oh, one, page two, page four, page six, page no, eight. No, no, bro, bro, what I mean, format then. Wrong choice of words on my format. Our format was going to be we're going to try to angle towards this, and if it's, we veer, we veer. I understand that. So let's look at it like this. You talked about Cody Rhodes, AEW gifted Cody Rhodes. Then they gifted Jay Cargill, which I'm not going to debate anything with you about Jay Cargill because – I watched her in AEW, and I said, they are not you. I don't care if she had a Goldberg-like winning streak there. The only reason she lost is because she was on her way out, okay? she When she signed with WWE before the CM Punk thing, the most viewed social media or internet-viewed videos was just her walking through the parking lot of the Performance Center. That That's all she did. You ain't seen nothing else on her. Other than a, a sporadic pop-up for 30 seconds here and there, face-to-face -face with Charlotte, at NXT, standing on the stage, nothing else. That's all she needs because she is the second coming incarnate of China for the modern era. For those who didn't get a chance to see China work, this woman is China with, with, with a personality. And Shawn That's Michaels it. is going to turn that, that Ooh, lump of coal into a diamond. Tell it. Tell it because he knows. He knows. And look, then you brought up, okay, Cody. They gifted Cody. They gifted Jade. They gifted Punk. But there's, there's a new guy in NXT you didn't mention who needs the – he needs the reps in NXT. He needs the performance center. He needs the Shawn Michaels – the uh, Norman Smiley's at the Performance Center. He needs the, you know, Matt Blooms, who is formerly A-Train, which we all know, or Prince Albert, whatever, or Lord Tenside, which was a cluster. But Brian Pillman Jr., Lexus King is his name. Uh, dude, imagine if Sean and Matt Bloom and Norman can harness his daddy's mentality and attitude out of him plus his daddy's ring work with the reps they're giving him in NXT coming up. Well, see, that's another case of Tony Khan dropping the ball because he had, a gold, he had a golden opportunity with that Dark Side of the Ring episode. Pillman oh. had all, Brian Pillman Jr. had all the sympathy in the world. All he had to do was spotlight him, and the ratings would have been off the chart. And what did Tony Khan do? Two weeks after that episode came out, jobbed him out to MJF in front of Brian Pillman Jr.'s family in Cincinnati. Yep. And had 
MJF insult his female family members while they were wrestling. Come on, bro. And what's Pillman doing in WWE? He's not Brian Pillman Jr. I don't want to be called a Pillman. I'm not my daddy. I'm not I'm not who my daddy was. Well, he's he trying to establish his himself. own identity. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now let's 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 rotate if you will. I'm sorry, I'm taking the lead. You can take the lead. I'd like to talk about Jack Perry. Go ahead. You call him Jungle Jack Perry. Well, he dropped the Jungle Boy to Jack Perry. And all to me he was trying to do is they were force-feeding him being a badass. He ain't. And he He, got whipped. He should have shut his mouth. All Punk tried to do was tell him how to do something safer. And told him, if you want to do that, you go to Dynamite. Don't do that on Collision because... We don't do that kind of stuff on Collision. And see, that's the thing. Collision was a show specifically for Punk because the network liked Punk. And Punk can't work with the the idiots, so they created a show for him. The elite refused to work with him, so they they created this show. It's going to draw ratings because he's on it. He's the center point. Why do you think FTR wanted to go to Collision? Well, they got tired of the the circus. Well, evidently they didn't because they re-signed with the circus. Yeah, but they went to collision and they got away from everybody on Dynamite. But I don't feel sorry for FTR one bit because they dug that hole. Now dig your way out of it. And, you know, and yes, I, I watch at AEW. I've gotten away from it because I'm sorry. When they did their last pay per view and. Uh, Huntman, Hangman, Adam Page, which how today's society you can get away with the name Hangman as your your moniker and you don't get, you know, people in uproar because you're talking about you're a hangman, you hang people in today's society. But, you know, he's drinking Swerve Strickland's blood. He's an idiot. I mean, come on. And look, now you bring in, okay, we fired Punk, so let's bring, because he put poor boy, Jungle Boy, in a front face lock. Probably could have really hurt him, but didn't. And Tony Khan got fear for his life. I was in fear of my life because Punk and Jungle Boy or Jack Perry knocked over your table while you were sitting there. But yet you let Punk say all the stuff that started this without shutting it down. Yep. You sat there and it's like, what do I do? Drinking your coffee. Well, the EVPs were the problem, in my opinion. He should have shut them down. They gave him Punk for what we read and heard. That's exactly right. But from the beginning, if the EVPs would have just shut their mouths and just cash their checks and listen to the stars, the veterans, CM Punk, things would have been so much better for AEW, my opinion. Well, well bro, I, when Punk made that statement at, 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 at Brawl Out or whatever it is, Media Scrum, when he said, I work with a bunch of effing children, 
I could relate to him because you know as well as everybody else that's friends with me, related to me, that's close to me. I'm retiring at the end of February. And one of the young guys at my job at the fire department, why are you really leaving? You're only doing 25. You're not doing 28 years. I said, man, listening to y'all, it's like listening to my daughter when she was in high school and her four best friends on on a conference call. I said, all y'all do is sound like a bunch of freaking children. I work, I, I work with a bunch of freaking children right now. And, and, and you know what? Grown folks don't like listening to all that stupid stuff. Look, the, the Bucks have a following. The, the Kenny Omega, like him, not like him, love him, hate him, I don't care. I, 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 I can take Kenny Omega like medicine and the Bucks like medicine. You're prescribed them in doses, and that's all you need is the dose when you need it. I don't need to, to see them every freaking time I turn around and cut my TV on. Because I don't need to see them ever. Kenny Omega is dang good, but Tony Khan is the only pocketbook that can compete with WWE. He's the only pocketbook. So he's going to throw them a Wells Fargo truck full of money to say no matter, and they're going to, take whatever dummy storyline because he's the booker. He doesn't have a creative team. He is creative. And he's booking his ECW Attitude Era Monday Night War fantasies. That's all he's doing. And it's a joke. Look at poor Keith Lee, man. Keith Lee is an afterthought. Swerve Strickland is... Is just now get, but you know what? You think they're gonna let Swerve win something there? No. Swerve's willing to do whatever to keep getting paid. Why can't everybody be like R Truth, man? I'll, 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 I'll be the comedian. Well, okay, so you bring up R Truth. Why can't everybody be like R Truth? Same could be said for The Miz. Why do you think The Miz has lasted for so long? Because he can the be. Son of a gun can work. He can be whatever they ask him to be. At the snap of a finger, man. Yep. And, and like, look, him, like him or hate him, he's good. He really is. Look, dude, I bought his shirt. My balls are massive. I wear it to the store. And on the back it says, it's a thing. And somebody started laughing at my shirt. And I turned around. I said, what? They said, your shirt. I said, what's so funny? They said, at first, I read what the front said. My balls are massive. And then when you turned around, because I was at Walmart picking out, and they said, it's a thing. They said, that's what made me laugh. I, at first, I was like, he's wearing a shirt that says, it's a th- What? And I was like, no, nah, it's a wrestling shirt. I said, it's a wrestling thing. Hey, look, but Miz can do whatever and play it off. I mean, look what he's done. He started on the real world. As then he a went, WWE fan. Right. That's where the Miz came from. That was his, when he told he was a fan on the real world, his, what would your wrestling name be? He said, the Miz. And look, he, he got his own reality show with his wife and kids, man. The dude makes, he, he's one of those people who would go to the Today Show, go to Good Morning America. He will make appearances. You know what I'm and saying? He, and not, he doesn't look like, like a slob. He dresses like a star. 
And, and what does Cody Rose dress like? A freaking star. Somebody. But, bro, I'm telling you, when it comes to the topics we were on that you went over, the main thing to me is Phil Brooks, CM Punk. I don't agree with his promo, the Monday after Survivor Series, but I understand it. He's there, and the last thing he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. He made that he, right before they went off air. And he and Seth Rollins will draw money. Him and Seth Rollins is a work. It's not a shoot. I'm telling you, it's a work. It's not a shoot. because I know it's a work. That's what I'm saying. They will draw money because, because – Seth's so good at what he does, bro. Right. Seth is so freaking good, man. The WWE, man, they got they got it in the palm of their hand. Their top stars can fill out a three-hour show without any on the undercard being involved, bro, and I would watch it right now. And Roman's not even there. Come on. You don't need – Roman's like the new Brock when it comes to – he's a special attraction. That's what he is. And when he gets beat, it's going to mean something, but it ain't going to hurt Roman. Well, if Roman was there every week, week in and week out, it would it – would, he'd fall flat. It would get old quick. Exactly. And guess what? What's the biggest stamp of approval Cody Rhodes got since he's been back? I'm listening. The handshake and hug from Brock Lesnar after that third match. After their trilogy. After the third match, the trilogy, Brock selling for Cody, handshake, hug. And if you paid attention, before the handshake from Brock, he took his gloves off. And the referee, Cody's standing there like he don't know what's going on. Like this was that, like like this was like just Brock going on going off on his own. Like you know, Cody's just standing like what are we doing. You can see his lips like what's going on. Like he was mumbling, and then he's standing there. Cody's selling Brock, selling Brock, and then the ref walks toward Cody, and Brock looked at him, pointed, said, "Get back!" And Cody said, "Back up, back up!" And Brock stuck his hand out to Cody. I think that was impromptu, bro. I think Brock was saying, I just made you bigger than you were, and you were big enough, but I made you bigger. Just like the Undertaker made Brock bigger. Right. That's my opinion, bro. Well, we have uh, we've gone, uh, by my count, 47 minutes and 25 seconds. Uh we're going to go ahead and start winding this down. Uh, I would like to try and try be the key word. We're going to try to make this a weekly uh, podcast. That That's going to be the goal. Uh, each week we're going to hit on a different topic. Uh, we'll touch on uh, uh, some of what we see in the, in the wrestling world. We're going to also hit on some stuff from the past. 
like in the trailer where we're going to try to bridge the past with the present and look to the future of professional wrestling. These are just going to be our opinions. Uh, your main hosts are going to be myself and, and Trey. We're also going to have run-ins from time to time from uh, a good friend of mine uh, down here. Uh, uh, I call him Precious Peter in the uh, likeness of Precious Paul Ellering. But uh, it, he's a uh, he is a hardcore uh, wrestling fan. His daughter make a heck of a chain shot. His uh, his uh, daughters are both uh, uh, ones in fifth grade, and the other one is in the eighth grade, and they are both fans. Uh, the fifth grader is a huge fan. Uh, they come to the house and watch all the PLEs that uh, that WWE has. But uh, we're going to do some reviews, uh, and after the PLEs, of course, we'll have a PLE review. We'll have a PLE preview. Uh, but, again, we're going to bridge the past with the present, look to the future of professional wrestling, and uh, hopefully this is episode one of many and not episode one of a few. Uh, Trey, what you got <laughs> left to say before we close out? Well, bro, I appreciate you involving me in this endeavor, man. And, um, dude, we don't, we, we don't agree on – a lot, but we agree on more than we think when we talk it out, and that's that. I think that's why I'm here with you because you know I, I like you. I have my opinions and I stand stern with them, but I'm willing to listen to the debate and the argument, and that's what this is really going to be all about. And we're not trying to sway one person any way, any direction. All we want is people to enjoy our banter back and forth and and enjoy professional wrestling because God knows we've enjoyed it since we were alive, bro. You got it. All right, Trey, uh, I'll talk to you later. Appreciate you signing on with me. No problem, bro. Talk to you soon. See you, bye. Bye.